I'm Dan. And it's after work. Where we talk about things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle of the day. Like how I go around to beauty salons, Dan. There is a new uh, trend in in women's dresses. Uh, you know, remember sequence dresses, Dan? Uh, sequence. What, what sequence, sequence, sequence did they come sequence, in? Sequence. If it, it was a sequence, what sequence uh, order dresses, was it? It was like two, four, six, eight. It was two. Okay. All right, all right. Sequences by two. No, uh-huh. sequins. Oh, sequins. Sequins. You know, uh, where it's like really shiny, like little things. Is that was that a sequence dress? I think so. Anyways, I go to around to nail salons and I take up all the nail trimmings. Ew. You know, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> You're cut off. <laughs> no. No. Gross. Anyways, hefty, hefty profit. I'm sorry, for that's for my doing podcast. Anyways, hey Dan, how are you? Well, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Well, school has sprung. Sp- School has sprung? School has fallen. School has fallen upon us here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. And in fall. Possibly other places. I don't know. I imagine. Falls maybe. on them way before us. And uh and uh my kids, two days of school. Two days in. Full day school. They haven't been in full day school all day from eight till two fifteen since March of 2020. I don't remember. Some of them never, right? I mean, was Daniel in a full day before that? He, no. Yeah, he's never. Yeah, Daniel's never, never, ever been in full day school. So he got to check out that full day school. And uh, so far, no complaints. Wow. Uh, In the past, a year and a half ago, we were sending Jackson to school with his lunch Homemade lunch, whatever, yeah. stuff he liked. Yeah. And uh, he never got school lunch. I don't know why. I think we were eating differently back then. Remember mm-hmm. when we were eating we're differently? Eat. I remember when you were eating well. Remember when I weighed 30 pounds less? I do. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Anyways, uh, a lot of the school lunch, it's a whole bunch of bread. My kid wasn't eating bread back then, but now he's back on the bread. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so he got to eat chicken nuggets and today Ooh. was pizza day oh i thought i thought you were gonna tell me what happens the day after chicken nuggets pizza day all right that's good that's better oh, than what i was thinking man he's loving that he's came back he said first day of school favorite thing was that school lunch he said <laughs> they had he said they had sliced up apples they weren't that great but i still ate all of them you know I was oh wow! Like, but you know, yeah, he ate all the carrots. He was trying. He was like, "I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm eating everything I'm supposed to." Everything you know what that can. tells me? What's that? They don't give him enough food. Yeah, and then so, so pretty much, he's a twofer. He's a grown boy. Does he get two lunches? He eats his lunch, and then after school, he pretty much eats a second lunch at oh. two o'clock. Okay, all right. He eats another lunch two hours, whatever, two and a half hours later. Keep him going. He is going to be a monster. It's yeah. going to be awesome, man. That's great. I'm raising little Andre the Giant, and he's not going to be French. Is Andre the Giant French? I think so. Is Andre a French name? Andre. Andre. Is it? Is it only French if you're a man? He might be Canadian French. Oh, Quebecois. But I think he. I think he's from... If... Uh, anyways, uh, 
school, anyway, school your kid, is going big well. Uh, I'm back to waking up at 6.30 in the morning. It's been a nice <laughs> 19 <laughs> months of not waking up at 6, uh, 6.30 in the morning. It's been great, but back at it. Turns out I'm a lot sleepier at nighttime. Yeah, because that party's going on till six in the morning. Yeah. How do you wake up at six thirty? I go to bed at six, and I wake up a half hour later. I just have to. Ooh. That's that's the world I live in now. Before I would sleep for you know a solid hour and a half, hour forty five, and now, oh my half hour, I'll make it. I'll just d- triple down on the energy drinks. I'll be good to go. Anyways, okay. uh. If you know where Andre the Dra- the Giant, Andre the Dragon, Andre the Giant is from, email the show, afterworkpod at gmail.com. And that's, you'll, we'll uh, give the answer next week in this segment, the email segment. Hey, Dan, do we have any emails? I mean, I imagine it's been a pretty, pretty sweet week of people out in the world exploring. I got one, uh, I got one that said something to the effect of... If you don't read this by Wednesday, I don't even want to hear it. So I can't because oh. we're a day late. Yeah, I'm sorry. Some I was. It was pretty. My my work picking up toenail clippings and turning them into women's dresses went late last night, and we weren't able to do it until today. Uh, so Dan, what have you been up to, man? I have. Uh, I've been researching and plotting and planning for a D&D campaign. So I think I mentioned perhaps that we were going to play D&D with a group. Mm-hmm. And that happened a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, it was fun. And then as soon as we got home from that, I was like, wait a minute. What if, what if I did this D&D thing and I ran a game also. Have you ever been a, do they call them dungeon masters? Yeah, yeah obviously. Have yeah. you ever been a dungeon master? I thought uh, you've always been a dun... Uh, I've only been a dungeoneer. Dungeoneer? You Is know. that what they're called? No. I don't know what they're called. Player? Uh, I guess, yeah, I thought you'd only been a player. What, uh... Is it as fun being a dungeon master? Well, players only love you when they're playing, but dungeon masters... That's forever. Okay. I don't know. Uh, it's not something that I've done much at all. I think maybe in the past I've run a couple of little short things for d- different role playing games, but I'm not. It's not my uh, not my forty uh, forte. Fort is that French? Forty. Forty. It's not your fort. It's uh, actually fort. pronounced fort here in forte. America. Anyway, but yeah, I've been. Uh, Doing into it. Is writing it research? stuff down. I'm is doing it? some research because there's a lot of rules that I kind of need to know in order to figure out how what I want to do. And I would tell everybody right now the all the secrets of behind the scenes of what I'm planning, except I believe one of our listeners is actually one of the people that would be playing. So I can't. But it'd be well, interesting. A uh... little political intrigue and, uh, you know monsters in, and such in the world of dungeons and dragons can you can you make a game but use like what's going on in the news 
I'm, but then I'm change certainly... the characters to goblins and like wait a minute actually that's a really good idea <laughs> like reading the newspaper that's okay. good oh there's a lot of good stuff here okay hmm. right. you're you had some troops in uh, a country called schmacklanistan <laughs> <laughs> they've been there for 20 years roll the dice to see how the exit goes <laughs> that's actually a really good idea Oh, whoa. You did not let anyone know before. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Uh, yeah, the goblins steal all your weapons, mm-hmm. and uh, now they're uh, they're happy. They're ready to go. Yeah, you could do that. You could do something like that. Uh, this would be interesting. The game that we're playing right now, we, uh, we're, we're slated to play about once a month, and there are 12 sessions so it's about a year in the making okay of of playing this game that we just started but i don't i don't know if this thing that i'm working on will be a everybody we can do that after this or if it it could happen before then at the same time i don't know we'll see get a bunch are they called campaigns campaign is so if you just did one then that would be like a session but a campaign is kind of like uh, imagine this a season of a of a of a drama show, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole season. That's a campaign where you got you got little things that that Happen people are episode. doing in the episodes, but they kind of connect together on this bigger picture, like that. Okay, that would be pretty cool to write. Yeah, and uh, hope so, so. You got to have like the full arch of the campaign knowing and then every week you have a little bit to do with the ending maybe you're gathering up equipment that you're going to need later on down the road is that something sure like maybe you got a big boss guy at the end of the 12 so one of the things i've been researching quite a bit Mm -hmm. i've been listening to people talk about it podcasts watching youtube videos stuff like that and one of the things that everybody was saying is you really need to take into consideration all the characters backstory in order to kind of integrate them into the world so it feels like they're actually part of the story instead of you have to go fight this monster okay we don't want to go fight the monster you have to go fight them you know so you kind of draw them in with their the connections and things that they have and then the story kind of unfolds with them in the middle. Okay, so and, you make all the characters that go along with the story and hand it out or so they'll make everybody'll tell me what they want to do and write up a little backstory and then I'll kind of weave that into So the problem with writing something like this is that you can't really just write out what's going to happen like say I'm I just wanted it to be 10 sessions, Mm -hmm. right? I can't just write literally the players will do this, this session, and then they will defeat this monster, which will then they'll find a note and then they'll go to this castle over here and they'll, they'll rescue this person. You know, I can't assume that they'll just want to do that because players are fickle and they want to do what they want to do. In a world of the imagination, you can imagine, if you will, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So, it's not they, linear. They might decide. Yeah, it's like it's like non-Euclidean geometry. All right, that's non- not, those are big words. <laughs> I'm hearing it's, those words. It's 
yeah, they can kind of go whichever direction they want. And so I kind of have to have an idea of what's going on in the world around them. And then whatever they say they want to do, I'm like, all right, well, let's do that. And I, I'll have different things set up. So like, if they're like, we want to go over here. Well, on the way, maybe you're going to encounter these monsters or these bandits or whatever that I had set up. Maybe you were going to encounter them over here, but I'll just be like, well, oh, they're over show here up now. over here now. They didn't know where they were going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just made that up. So you can do some of the, some of the back work for what encounters and things like that are going to happen. And like, I can have important people in the world like if you have to interact with this person or there's a special castle over here where something is blah 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 you can have those places and people all kind of mapped out and what they know or say somebody got like i just use this as an example say somebody got kidnapped and taken to a castle and was being held captive and you had to go rescue this princess right it's a mario story if you will and she doesn't want to be rescued so I would I would have a little bit of backstory on the person with the castle, on the princess, on who knows what and how the characters would be able to figure this out. Like if somebody's a lot of games will start where somebody gives you a letter. You get a letter or you get invited to this thing, and then the person says, I need a group of people to go rescue this person for me and you'll be paid handsomely and then you're off on an adventure. I feel like when uh, my brother-in-law Patrick came on and we played a game of D&D, mm-hmm. what was that, a year and a half, two years ago it's maybe? Been it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, I feel like that came, that one time, one shot. One shot. Yeah. That one shot he set up for the two of us to play. Uh, it started out with a letter. Yeah, that's usually the way it works. Okay. And uh, think about, okay, so a campaign. I want to start a campaign. I want to do this now. I can I can explain a campaign in a perfect way that everyone will understand. Okay. All right? Imagine you're in a beautiful village. Everything is green. There's There's people going around doing their farming. They got animals in their front yards, little tiny pens, cute little... Cute little round doors and all the little hobbit houses, and then rolls into town a wizard. Wow, this would make a great book. Big pointy hat, and he says, you, 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 and you, I need you to go do this thing. Wait a minute. Sounds really familiar. And you need to uh, you need to take this ring, and you need to okay. put it in the Mount Doom Lava. Pretty easy, uh, pretty easy story. I mean, the plot is super simple it if you think about itself. it. But that's a that is a D and D game, right? Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings is just is just D and D, right? That's what that's what Gary Gygax copied when he made D and D. He just straight up. I mean, it's Whoa. all the same characters. Wait, you got he... elves and dwarves and wait a minute. He just stole that from right. J.R.R. Tolkien? J.R.R.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, yeah. He stole it. Okay. Gary, shame on you. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien stole it from uh, Norse R- mythology? Real life. Norse mythology. No, not real life. Norse mythology. Yeah, the real life of, of, of the Norsemen. used to be mm-hmm. back in the day. I assume at some point in the past, elves and 
all these other things actually existed, right? We just don't know about it. We all just kind of breed it together into one human shape. Has <laughs> anybody suggested this? People, yeah, well, over enough years. I think this is Star Wars, Star Star Trek, right? Where you got the different different people, but it's kind of like our world split up a, across a galaxy. Hmm. They're different countries on our world, or different worlds in Star Trek. Okay, so uh, how are you? How are you going to make this your own? What are you going to bring into it? Is there going to be like a karaoke? I mean, I don't want to spoil it for the people that are going to play. Maybe you're going to have a karaoke scene. So <laughs> it's like you have to. What if you did it where uh, you had to? You know, part of the game, you got to get up there and sing a karaoke song. I was thinking about running a uh, mixer. Uh huh. And, and having, I'm playing music, and I can mix the music, you know. Oh, man. Dungeon Master with creepy music going into. Yeah. And I got sound effects. I got the whole, the whole shebang. Dog. Well, this is just a podcast in the making. It would be a pretty good podcast. We'll see how this goes. Um, One thing. Sorry, spoilers, David. One thing that I was thinking about doing was I want. I wanted it to be a little bit more of political intrigue, but I was trying to think how I could, because some people just want to get together and, you know, go kill monsters. Mm -hmm. You know, people like combat. They don't like role-playing as well. But I was trying to figure out how I could get this political intrigue going on. So I'm, I'm asking everybody to make their character with some sort of influence, or maybe you have your, a castle or you run a business or, you know, you have some amount of, capital or something going on and then part of the game that i was thinking about that we could do in between sessions that and i wasn't going to tell anybody the first time so don't tell anybody else david was i was going to do where i send out letters actual letters like mail them what yeah and are you gonna use like have them be like part of the i'll use their character names do you think you're gonna take the paper and like spill some tea on it and then like burn the edges yes i will definitely do that all right cool i'll make it look all old Uh uh-huh and uh maybe i'll even learn how to write with a quill pen no i'll just print it out so it looks like that our friend bobby bobby is a calligraphy artist uh calligraphist bobby if you still listen to this podcast i hope you do he doesn't uh dan wants to take calligraphy lessons from you Hmm? okay and then I can write up from different things. Like imagine somebody has, like David was talking about running a mine. So I imagine I send him a letter from some dwarven encampment that says, we would love to set up a, an arrangement where we can buy your ore. Okay. And then he has to write me back by mail before we do it again or... He just loses out on that opportunity. Oh, man. You see what I'm saying? It's hard work. That's a simple... You have a correspondence. You have your pen pal for six months leading up to the beginning of this game. So you start now. Okay. With all the characters. Well, once everybody makes their character, maybe I'll send them out a letter. Okay. A real letter in the mail. There was a... It can't cost that much. I mean, whatever. Stamps. Forever stamps. You stocked up on forever stamps (laughs) 20 years ago. 25 cents? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever. 
What do they cost? Fifty cents? I really wish I would have done that, man. Uh, probably no. The stickers would be bad by I now. I had the idea. Yeah, buy these forever stamps. Buy thousands of them when they were twenty, and now they're like fifty-six cents or something like that. Fifty-six? I think so. Oh my goodness! I don't know. All my stamps just say forever on them. I was thinking I could just do this via email, but then it wouldn't be as visceral. Yeah, that's true. Email is kind of, it would make it feel less real, you know? Yeah. Like clicking a button instead of rolling a, a dice. It just isn't rolling the same. The dice. Yeah, it's not the same. So I, anyway, I think that might get people to think about what their character wants to do when the game's not going on. Because mm-hmm. I think most most players can kind of get into it while it's going and then maybe you just kind of forget about it you know see if i can maybe build a level of engagement that goes past the game session and this is the first time your wife uh started playing this dnd finally after 20 something years 25 years your wife has played dnd how does she enjoy it is she i think she had a good time okay what if you left her hidden notes in the house instead of mailing it to her? Well, I'm not going to mail it to her or Dylan because that would just be or, a waste of money. I guess you could just put it in the I'll put it in the mailbox, mailbox when I leave. <laughs> yeah. What if you hired a couple owls to fly in and drop them on the kitchen table so, at dinner time? Here's the thing about a world where the wizards communicating with each other have the ability to apparate and transport themselves all over the world near instantaneously but no, but it takes a lot of energy to do that but the the mailman isn't a really slow owl no they're magic too are they magic the owls are magic i believe i, I feel know. like they can fly around they fly i mean owls fly without magic wait owls can fly i thought these were magic flying owls <laughs> I mean, uh, this is really tearing apart my my whole existence right here. Why does why isn't there just like a few magic mailmen that just zip zap around? I'm pretty sure there is. Okay. I think the owls are like personal, private. Oh, it's when you want to be really secretive. All right. Like, hey, I send over my owl to your house, and only you and I know about this. We don't want to get a government official involved little hogwarts overreach yeah they got the nsa there in hogwarts as as well they know what they know what you're magically wanting the msa the muggle security alliance yeah 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 well dan i'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out i guess are you are you interested it'll probably be a little while before uh, how it turns out yeah I'll keep you updated when uh, something happens. If a, if I get a letter in the mail, maybe you don't you don't I'm even like, know whoa. that you're going to be playing my game. Oh, what if? Oh, okay. What if you showed up in in the middle of the night with a tranquilizer, <laughs> hit me with a dart while I'm sleeping, <laughs> and I just wake up and all the players just wake up in a warehouse in like with bags over our head. But we're wearing old-timey, like, Renaissance clothes. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then we are forced to play. Have to. And we don't even know, but we have masks on, so we don't know who the other people are. And voice-changing. And voice-changing things. Yeah. 
and uh, you don't, you're not there, or maybe you or are. I am. Or maybe. Okay. See, this is all. I'm come the to ogre go. that will come in in the middle, and combat will happen. Mm-hmm. What if? Okay, what I'm if down. I got other people involved? <laughs> okay. Think about this. What if I had other people that weren't playing in the actual sessions, but that I integrated with mail? That I was like, hey, uh, would you be willing to do this for this game? What if you're the guy that runs this or uh, this um, dwarven mine over or this dwarven whatever over here? And I'm going to send a letter to David and then he's going to have to send a letter to you. Like there's instructions. What? And you can respond as you will. You are playing this group and however you respond is however you respond. And if okay. he shows up to the session with a letter from you that says he made a deal, then it happened. If not, eh, well, whatever. David, I guess he was too lazy to do it, David. Wouldn't that be funny? Do it. You oh, get an extra. Sounds... Okay. This is, yeah, it's getting You tricky. give him a little, I know what, uh, when it comes to people and in their free time, they enjoy a certain amount of homework, you know? <laughs> it makes the game weeks later much better when you give them like something they have to do as a chore okay but what if instead of the homework that you had to do or you got in trouble okay what if it was homework that you didn't have to do like if you didn't respond you wouldn't get in trouble but all right you wouldn't get the bonus extra goodies so there's got to be a carrot attached to the response okay that you want special weapons yeah money exactly fairies i would assume in bottles they have fairies in bottles that bring genies in bottles okay fairies come in little vials all right we'll get back to this in three months we'll have a recap episode if we remember okay or if you give up on the whole thing we'll never talk about it again but you won't anyways now it's time for a little thing we like to call What's happening, Dan? So I had a little uh, tomato catastrophe. What do you mean? What happened? The abundance of tomatoes on my vine was so great that it snapped the cord that was holding them up and the, the whole vine just flopped down. Oh, no. Bunch of tomatoes fell off. Do you have the tomato cage? Isn't that what the cage the is supposed to be? aren't strong enough. The same thing happens. They just fall over earlier. For this, for these big, beefy... So, the vine, the, the way I have it set up is it probably goes five feet high, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... Wow, that's a big tomato plant. Oh, but it starts at three feet, right? Yeah, but it In go, goes... Like eight feet high, then yeah, it goes from like wow. two, two and a half feet to seven, whatever. You know, it's pretty high. It's up over the top of my fence. Uh huh. You know, but yeah, it's at it's it's an in a raised bed, and I have a uh, whatever you want to call it, a piece of wood over the top that I tie this stuff up to, and then the tomato grows up this vine, and I thought I bought beefier um, cord. Cool. But it was not beefy enough because it broke. Oh, no. Yeah, but I tied it back up. But I used double the amount this time. But the, it 
broke off and they're the vine eaten were all these green tomatoes they were all green yeah the vine was still actually it happened during the day and rebecca found it and i think she got some red tomatoes so she got some ripe tomatoes off of it and then told me what happened and i strung it back up you got the surveillance camera in your backyard so you pulled that up to see what really happened it was very heavy that thing is not light imagine your boy out in the backyard hits it with a basketball (gasps) it was dylan get that surveillance camera and see what happened back there got that train to your tomatoes right it is actually pointed right at him. Okay. Hmm. Find out. Uh, I think he was gone at on his backpacking trip. That would be pretty sweet to just find the time looking at your surveillance camera of it falling. Yeah, it would be interesting. And it turns out it was just nothing. Just randomly, huh? Boop, boop. And there we go. Snap. Fall all those tomatoes onto the ground. I bet some of them kind of a little bruised. Probably, but they weren't ripe yet, so it wasn't that bad. Lucky for me, I still hate tomatoes. And, you know, good riddance, as I like to say. That's a Green Day song. Album? Song. Good riddance. Album? Song. Eh, Somebody will email the show with with that information. (laughs) No. Afterworkproducegmail.com. Well, Dan, look around. Look around this place. Mildly cleaner, isn't it? Mildly. Wait, what? Look at this. Look at this table over here. You see that checkerboard? Remember uh, your dad, Jim, gave that checkerboard board. to you? Chessboard? Wooden and engraved. You can play chess or checkers. Oh, it's, I, it's only for checkers here. I in know. this house. Actually, it's for holding things. <laughs> it's just so a I, table. So I rearranged my basement. My wife is uh, getting more and more into sewing, and she's taking over this room. She's going to organize some things over on that That's side. That's why it's clean. Over on that side of the room, I got a table over there, and she said, hey, can you stop putting stuff on my table? And I said, sounds good. So I had to move some stuff to the other side of the room. On the ground, I see. On the ground. I set up, uh, I sell stuff on Etsy, if you remember. I do. If you check out. Oh, Oh, Brooks. Oh, Brooks. No no space. And uh, you'll find... So I have an Etsy store, so I have this box, this light box for taking pictures of my items, and I had to move that to the other side of the room. Ah. Uh, I like all, all, and what I did. You should mount that on the wall. Just like glue it to one of these pictures and just leave it on the wall. Hmm. I mean, probably take up less space. I don't know. I was looking around my room, and almost all of the furniture in this room, minus like three items, were free. I mean, you can really tell, can't you? Yeah. All the chairs we're sitting on, free. Bookshelf, free. All these things, free. What about the microphones and mic stands that I bought? Minus a couple of things. And the headphones that I bought. That's free. Free. If you bring it in here, I count it as free. All I'm saying is, hey, don't stab that thing. I paid for that thing. Stab the thing that was free. Uh... I took this table, I rearranged it, and I made a mega table. I took these four, four or five tables over here that were kind of just crammed into the corner. Yeah. And I made one epic drawing table, four tiers of storage. Okay. And uh, that's what I did. It's more compact over here. So I got my art on this one table. I got my shipping and packing stuff for my Etsy over here on this other table. 
Okay. And I got uh, my scale and future art materials down on this low table. All combined, like Voltron, yeah. into one mega table. You know, if you just threw away some of those video games, you could just fit all that stuff on the bookcase. No, I will never. <laughs> I mean, do you really need two regular Nintendos? Yes. Yes, I do. They're not making new regular Nintendos, man. Oh, well, that's what you think. Someday. No, they are. Wait, are they? Yeah. Why don't they just remake the old ones? They don't look like that, but they do make Why new ones. Why don't they remake them and have them look the same, Dan? Why don't they just remake the systems from our youth, but ones that work? They make... Don't they have the old, like, machinery to extrude no. an N64 <laughs> shape just laying around somewhere? Doesn't Nintendo if, have that? What if they made a Nintendo 64, but they made it look like a regular Nintendo? And you slid uh, your Nintendo 64 cartridge yes. in the front? Yes. Okay. And pushed it down? I feel like with the advent of 3D printers, all of this stuff has to exist, right? 3D print? Yeah, Can maybe. You, can I 3D print myself a Nintendo 64? Uh, maybe, yeah. Well, Dan, I cleaned this room. That's all I did. That's oh, all good. I did. Good job. Uh, you know, it's been busy. And I've, you know, around the house. I, uh, that's all. I cleaned this room. Now it's pretty messed up again. I mean, it was three days ago. Before, uh, two days ago, the carpet was clean. Now there's a little confetti. Because I had, like, a surprise party down here. Surprise! You see that confetti on the ground there? Look, yeah. Dan, why are you looking at me? Confused. Yeah, no, I see it. <laughs> Looks like you cut some paper. I'm just killing time before we say, hey, Dan, do you have anything else before we go out? That's it. All right. Well, I hope everybody's enjoying their uh, their week. And remember, save those fingernail trimmings Ugh, and send them it. to me. <laughs> I got big. Uh, you're not allowed big, to do this at the end. Big. No, banned. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all next time after work.